Thomas? Michael, wow, he is pissing vinegar. That's right, buddy. You know what? This first story, I want you to keep an open mind. Can you do that? I am so open. I've totally split my brain down the middle, and I'm exposing it to you right now. How does it look in there? <laughs> this looks pretty, pretty awful. But look, just keep an open mind. And remember when I read you this, they aren't hurting anybody. And like you've told me many times, live and let live, right? Okay, what you got? <laughs> There's something going on in San Francisco called pup play, P-U-P, like a puppy, pup play. Right. It's where men act like young dogs, growling, nuzzling, wagging their tails while donning masks and paws. They form packs and are even collared by their handlers. <laughs> You know, they have that in Cleveland at Cleveland Brown Stadium every football the, season. The dog pound. I know. There's only like five guys, though. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Okay, so why are these people doing this? Well, I imagine that a lot of men in San Francisco, gay men, not that there's anything wrong with that, are trying to meet different guys, and this is one way to do it. That's, you know... <laughs> they engage Instead in what's called. Of, pu- I want to be your biatch. <laughs> yeah, I want to be your opposite sex puppy dog. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay. It, yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense. Now it can be sexual or it can be non-sexual. One can sport the gear or not the gear, or one of the pups can have a handler, <laughs> or that gives out commands such as speak and roll over. They also have their own identity, complete with names like Rotten Dog, Dirty, and Binky. I'd like Binky. I think that'd be a good name for you. Of course you would like Binky. You know why? Because you like sucking on yours. Of course, that takes on a whole new meaning with with these folks. You know, I read the story and I go, you are now entering the Twilight Zone. No, I I don't have any problem with this. But here's what's crazy. Puppy play is so into the community now that it's widely known. And when people are outside wearing these outfits, it doesn't bat an eye. It is San Francisco. <laughs> Have you been there? Of course. It's a wild city, isn't it? I love San Francisco. It's kind of like New Orleans, right? Yeah. But, uh, and a whole lot of piercing going on. I know that. Right. <laughs> on the other hand, I think I've lost all hope for future generations with this kind of puppy play. Not that I'm judging. It's just that, there's got to be a better way to meet another person, right? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the Twilight Zone. Right. And I just got to mention this, okay? You know what I did over the weekend? Right. I subscribed to CBS. Oh, on the All online. Access. You know, they're showing the new Twilight Zone, this Jordan Peele thing, right? Right. It's not good. How many episodes did you watch? I just watched two. Okay. Have you seen any? No. Yeah, not that great. We should always, here's a tip for our listeners. If you really want to know what's going on, you don't want to waste your time with endless content that, you know, you don't enjoy. And I actually, you know, had to sign up for that. So if I don't cancel it quick, they're going to charge my credit card. But here's the thing. Always look at Rotten Tomatoes first. I should have done that. It doesn't get a great Rotten Tomato score, so I probably uh, wouldn't have wasted two hours of my life, right? Do they have really big stars in the episodes? Greg Kinnear's in one. No, not a lot of big stars. But, you know, the director, Jordan Peele, you know, he made the movie Get Out. And yes. Us. I mean, he's actually a one-hit wonder director. Get Out was huge. The movie Us, his second film, not so big. But, I mean, all of a sudden he's got this, you know, Twilight Zone series. And he actually plays the Rod Serling character. You know, he comes on at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not buying him 
as as Rod Serling, but okay. It's not that great. Just just a heads up, people. All right. I know we're getting off the rails here. So. Yeah, getting, getting, getting back to our puppy story, you know, <laughs> we should go out to San Francisco and start an Alpo restaurant. How about that? Alpo? Yeah. I got a great idea. The Alpo Diner. <laughs> you know, dogs can bring their humans in. <laughs> yeah, they get the main course and the humans get the treats. What do you think? <laughs> You're right. But I'm guessing this is not what their parents imagined their kids they grew up to be. Would you? Puppy players? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's got to be some social media contact there, too. You know, something similar to Facebook or Snapchat, right? Yeah. How about Bark Chat? <laughs> Bark chat. If you want to have some fun, go on the internet and Google pup play and you'll see some really weird looking people. Well, you don't see them because they're wearing these masks. But uh, so next time we're out to San Francisco, people <laughs> adopt the dog. Have you noticed that people are doing something really annoying now when they go? So like, what is that all about? It's becoming a thing. Really? Do I do that? No, you don't do that. But a lot of uh, our millennials do that, and it's driving me crazy. You know, it'll be like, so... Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like valley speak. Right. But they're kind of being a smart ass. Right. I don't understand that, do you? No. I just threw of... that at you. I know that's a kind of a curveball. I wanted to see if you would whiff. You whiffed. <laughs> I whiffed. <laughs> I couldn't hit the curve. I never could hit the curve. Tom and Mike. Scientists at King's College in London looked at a thousand operations of men who wanted to increase their manhood. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, down there? Down there. Make it bigger? Yes, make oh. it bigger. They found out. Are men really that obsessed with that particular member of the family? Well, th these scientists looked at a thousand operations that just were for that. So I'm guessing that if they looked at a thousand, there's probably a lot more out there. The most popular enlarging procedure is for filler injections, I'm sure you want to know all this, or surgery to snip a ligament at the top, which makes it appear longer. Now, looking at these operations of these people, the major complaints included deformity, shortening, and erectile dysfunction. Others were left with their privates permanently numb in places. Oh, I'm so glad I read this. I'm canceling my appointment for Monday. <laughs> You know, is this something you pulled out of your spam folder? <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> and any man who believes that an enlargement is the way to his wife's heart, think again. You give her what she really wants. Granite top, worktop, kitchen. That's what they want, right? That's what they want. That's what they want. Rather than go through this kind of procedure, why not settle for a Corvette or instead maybe just date a midget? How about that? Oh, you can't say midget. Small person. Little people. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. Look, we're in the 21st century and our minds are being focused on what animals do mindlessly, right? Yeah, I kind of wonder that every day when you and I get together. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what century you're in, actually. My wife never complains. She just carries on reading her book during it. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah, so she's but, totally content either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So any guys are out there, you know, 80% of patients unhappy with results. No, 80% of the patients or wives are unhappy with the results, right? <laughs> Does that mean they have to do surgery? I can't, I don't know. On the wife, you know, to make things for her a little bit bigger. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's my drill? You got to feel bad though for if there's that many guys out there that are, are having this done, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't feel bad for any guy who's that narcissistic that wants to do something like that. Well, you say narcissistic, but what if they are, you know, born with, you know. Challenged. Yes. <laughs> Seismically challenged. It's easy for you to say, you know, I remember your nickname in high school was Big Tom. So it's easy for you to throw around stuff and like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, that, there's a good reason I got that nickname. <laughs> All right, enough of this. Ready? My big muscle car. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Tom and Mike. Now, as we look into the future, there's a lot of problems facing the world. You agree to that, right? I would agree with that. And according to experts, the only way to survive some of these biggest threats coming at us is a future that will mean going subterranean. Subterranean, like down below into the earth? Down below. Time to get onto the ground floor in this, pal. Mm. Yeah, everything I don't know about from, that. Listen to this. They say that everything from growing food underground will protect the population from ever-increasing natural disasters that are getting worse and worse. And with technology like fiber optics, it can bring sunlight below the surface. That's weird. Yeah. They say overpopulation and food shortages could all be tackled by going subterranean. Well, it'd probably be more of a living environment than Mars, right? Well... I don't know. This one guy, this civil engineer who's part of this uh, study, says that we're coming to a point in our history where we need to start looking for more space. Is this guy well, ever? What about the car- all this open land? You know, right. what about Montana? And yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. Come on. Has he ever crossed this country in a car? There's a lot of space out there, right. buddy. Or fly over on an airplane. You know, right. it's like, hey, what planet is this? There's no people down there, right? Yeah. But of course, living underground is going to require certain sacrifices. Like, for example, beans would have to be off the menu down there because one good one, whoo, that could start rising <laughs> top of the whole system, right? Really? <laughs> now think about what we couldn't do living down there. We couldn't fly kites. We couldn't go swimming. What else couldn't you do down there? Well, Probably couldn't play baseball, right? Yeah. The tunnel life. <laughs> and how about this? What about TV reception? Not too good. Not too good. We'd become what we used to see in movies, mole people. You know what I like to do with mole people? I like to whack a mole. Whack a mole. I don't know. I don't like the idea of living underground, do you? It's not going to be coming in our lifetime, but, you know, maybe your grandchildren. I I still go back to, I mean, come on. There is much more space on this planet that is uninhabitable, but not really uninhabitable, but doesn't have any people. Right. Where you could go there, all you got to do is bring in water. Right. If we're talking about colonizing Mars, we can colonize like parts of Idaho and Montana, like you said. Right. right? Yeah. Let's I go to know. Idaho and live with the potatoes. <laughs> uh, Tom and Mike. This guy in Oregon, he's in a marriage, right? He originally sponsors a woman from El Salvador to come to America. She comes here and they get married. They stay married for 10 years. But things aren't working out. There's talk about divorce. So what's this sweetheart of a guy do? He goes down to the local ICE agency, you know, ICE, Integration Customs Enforcement, and he tries to bribe someone down there, gives him $4,000 to come take his wife and take her back to El Salvador, that she's an immigrant. Well, guess what happens to him? He gets convicted of four months in jail for trying to bribe an ICE officer. ICE, ICE baby. (laughs) This guy's like Henny Youngman. Take my wife, please. Exactly. Here's a couple of shillings to do it. 
And why does he have to make the go down there and bribe? He couldn't just call and said, hey, there's this El Salvadorian living in this address. What's with the bribe? Well, that was, uh, you know, a little insurance policy, I guess. <laughs> I'd like to meet the wife before I decide if it was Was she hauled away? <laughs> yes. Hey, oh, no. All he had was four months. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's not be so hard on him. Really? Let's be meet, maybe a little peace and quiet. That's all he got. There you go. Although, <laughs> he paid for it to get here. You get what you pay for. That's what you tell me, right? That's what I tell you every day, my friend. You know what else you tell me? Happy wife, happy life. But you notice that nothing rhymes with happy husband? <laughs> it's very true. Welcome to married life, dumbass, right? Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Who are you calling dumbass? Anybody that's just in a bad marriage, I guess. Okay. Not like us, pal. Not like us. We're so happy. I guess it's better than at least he didn't bury her in the backyard, which we read all the time, don't we? What are they doing in the backyard? Burying them. They're putting them in the backyard under, oh. the, gr- under the ground, pal. Under the ground. I see. Right? I thought they were just trying to figure out a new place to live. <laughs> Tom and Mike. Now, this is an interesting idea. This guy came up with a, uh, he's a photojournalist. Let me ask you before I start this. Have you thought in the future, let's hope this is many, many years in the future, when you finally meet your maker and you're going to have a headstone, do you have any idea what you might put on that? Uh, no, never even thought about it. How about you? I'm going to be cremated. Oh, have you got a place on the mantle? <laughs> No, they're going to be spread somewhere, like over my tomatoes or something like that. Over your tomatoes where you regularly pee. <laughs> no, I don't. So anyway, this photojournalist thought it'd be interesting to find the gravestones of people that had a sense of humor after they died. And he took photos. It's really interesting. It's really funny, too, of people that instead of just saying, you know, here lies Billy Williams died, blah, blah, blah. They'll have some stuff like go away. Or one person said, I apologize for not getting up. Here's one woman. She put a recipe for her fudge. It's called Kay's Fudge. And her whole headstone has all the ingredients to how to make famous fudge brownies. How about that? Graveyard fudge. My favorite, though? Listen to this one. A woman wrote very small letters at the very bottom. And it said, if you can read this, you are standing on my boobs. (laughs) One guy wrote, raised four beautiful daughters with only one bathroom. And still there was love. See? here's a guy that lived in the Northeast in the cold weather. He says, well, at least I'll be warm, fed up with this cold weather. There you go. (laughs) Here's my favorite. I told you bastards I was sick. See? (laughs) And here's kind of a religious one that make you think about it. Third day, still waiting. Mm. (laughs) And the last one I'm going to tell you today, what the hell? I said cremated. Oh, boy. You know, once we stopped in Tombstone, Arizona, and Tombstone has that famous graveyard where all those outlaws uh, got shot and killed. There's a headstone. It's very famous. Now, this guy didn't write this, but somebody did. His headstone says, Here lies Lester Moore. Died from four shots from a forty-four. No less, no more. I like it. You like that one? I like that one. And so, let me see here. You were looking at tombstones in Tombstone. Yes. From the Department of Redundancy Department. You know what? I, I, I correct myself. It was Tombstone, Arizona, and the cemetery, now that I remember, it was called Boot Hill Cemetery. Boot Hill. Yeah. Famously celebrated in many a Western. Yep. Let's celebrate life. <laughs> By going to Boot Hill Cemetery. Yeah. Tom and Mike. Now, these Chinese, they like to steal stuff from us, right? That's what I've heard. Well, maybe we turn it on them, because right now, scientists in China have developed an ultra-long-range camera that can photograph subjects from, get this, 28 miles away. 
I'm telling you, the Chinese are eating our lunch everywhere we turn. Their technology is better. Their infrastructure is better. They are totally kicking our butts. 28 miles away, Right. the CIA needs this. Doesn't this prove the Earth is flat if you can take a picture over 28 miles? I don't think so. Now, this camera can cut through smog and other pollution, and it uses an infrared laser. They say the technique has real applications towards surveillance. You think? Hello? <laughs> oh, this is a paparazzi's dream come true. Yeah, I don't get that. How is that even possible? That's what I want to know. The camera I have, I can take a picture of the moon, and that's a couple hundred thousand miles away. You know, I once thought about becoming a photographer, but I kept losing focus. Ah, <laughs> how much is this camera that... Shoots up to 28. It, it doesn't say yet. I don't think it's out for the public yet. I'm telling you, man, these Chinese, they're taking over the world. And I got into an argument with somebody online who claims that the Chinese are still eating dog. I don't believe that. Oh, I think they are. Not everybody, but I'm sure all those in the Asian countries, Korea. Uh, Their cuisine is so elevated now. I just can't see that happening. And they're so westernized now. Yeah, but there's pockets like anywhere. Poor Sure. You know, there's, pe there's people in West but Virginia to, that are to, eating ground. Yeah, but to, you know, put this broad swath over billions of people saying that, you know, they're still eating dogs. I, that, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> in the modern world. Yeah, you're right. Like there are people in West Virginia still eating roadkill. That right. may be to a certain extent true. But can you imagine dis somebody disparaging our entire country? Well, they eat roadkill in America. Okay. Right. But you're talking about an infinitesimal portion of the population that can't really count for the rest of us, right? Yeah. They get a bum rap. They get a bum rap. I'm going to oh. tell you. <laughs> I'm working on getting a new Chinese host. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Singh. Uh-huh. It could still be Tom and Mike. <laughs> yes, it could be. <laughs> oh, buddy. Now, look, this camera, I don't understand something. If you scream, smile to the person 28 miles away, would it take 140 seconds for your subject to hear? It, <laughs> right? Really? I see where you're going. You know how when you take a group picture, you know you're the ugly one when they have to hand you the camera to take the picture, right? 28 miles. <laughs> I mean, you know, you could probably take pictures of them going to the potty on the space station, right? Yeah. This is what I want to do. <laughs> I mean, where's the application? Except for, like you said, you know, spying, right? Yeah. You know, I used to date a girl that used to be a Ansel Adams fanatic. You know who Ansel Adams is? He was a famous photographer around the turn of the century. And he used to have one of those tripod cameras where you put a, a tarp over your head. Right. And you look inside. And when you look at the camera... It's everything's upside down. I didn't understand how she took a picture. We actually traveled to Yosemite National Park for her to take pictures of that. I've been to Yosemite. It's pretty wild. But, uh, you know, when I was single, I used to use this line a lot. I used to say, I'm not a photographer, but I can picture us together. Worked oh, every time, gosh. Thomas. Oh, my gosh. That's so corny. You're a corn guy. You know, I, you know, I'm surprised you're not from Iowa. He's from Philadelphia, people. And you're so corny. You know, Lincoln, you know, when Lincoln was president, you know, photography wasn't that new. And he was pretty, you know, up on the times. He has a Pre quote. Pretty well shot. He said, there are no bad pictures. That's just how your face looks sometimes. That's pretty wild, isn't it? I get he, the sense that Lincoln, you know, was not had a an acne man. problem. That's why he grew that beard. Yeah. You know, because if you've ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen Lincoln beardless, but he looks like he's covering <laughs> a crater face. You know? I hope you haven't seen him beardless. Who's the actor that has all the 
craters in his face. Who am oh, I thinking about? Edward Giamos. Was that it? No. Help me out here. Uh, I always thought he should have grown a beard, but whatever. All right. Well, that's all I got today, buddy. That's all you got? That's all but I got. But you know what? If you just can't have enough, you can't get enough of Tom and Mike, and we can understand that. <laughs> Go to our daily podcast. It's so much fun. The address is whatsthisworldcomingto.com. Tom and Mike.